Hi, it's Rabbi Jimmy Golf. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Well, the uh, the wait is over, and I am finally back from a vacation and from the other things that I've been doing and getting ready for the high holidays. And now I'm going to share some of my high holiday sermons with you. And the next four episodes will really be the four sermons that I delivered at Beth David during these high holidays, dealing with senses of home, issues about Israel, questions about the Islamic Center, and finally... Really, what does it mean to go home again? What does it mean to mean to authentically be Jewish or religious in this day and age? You can always email me your comments or questions at rav, as in Victor, J-I-M, at AOL.com. Or you can call me at 610-624-3441. I would love to hear from you. L'Shonat Tova Umetuka. I wish you a new year and especially a very sweet year. Shalom. Some of you drove a long way to be here tonight. Some of you may have driven three miles or five miles, ten, maybe twenty at most. You may have passed a few other synagogues on your way. My childhood was a bit different. When I was growing up in rural Alabama, my family drove 90 miles each way to the nearest synagogue. Temple Bethel in Pensacola, Florida. It was often a lonely trip, a reminder that the place where we worshipped was different than the myriad of churches our Christian neighbors had to attend. The journey also taught me something about being a Jew, that there were times when you journeyed miles in order to be with your community, and that there was some piece of that my community that I always brought back with me. The memories that are triggered by various physical objects and experiences contain lessons and values. For it is by our values that we define home. One of those objects is my consecration Torah. I remember receiving this scroll from my rabbi 35 years ago, and I remember one feeling from that moment. I remember feeling that my synagogue, my rabbi, thought I was special. It is part of what I've carried with me throughout my adult life. It is a symbol of my sense of home. It's part of my Judaism that goes with me and is part of me. That small paper scroll from Katav, the same ones we purchase here for our Beth David, Beth David for our consecrants, continues to teach me and remind me to value the quest of Jewish families to find a spiritual home. It also reminds me that while we inherit a set of traditions and symbols, we are also responsible to build our Jewish homes and fill them with values that come from Torah and tradition. The responsibility to build, create, and define the values of our Jewish homes is a universal charge for every synagogue in its members, in every city and small town across the world. For it is by our values that we define home. I ran into those values this summer 
on my, my way to one of my homes. On the way to camp this summer, I spent some time serving as rabbinical faculty. I made a slight detour to a different Jewish camp by accident, long story. And I found myself at Gucci, the Goldman Union Camp Institute, one of our reformed Jewish camps in Indiana. During my brief visit, I was delighted to see our artist in residence from last year, Dan Nichols, who was there at the same time. Dan grew up at Gucci, and while we were joining in Birkat Hamazon, the blessing after the meals, I looked over at Dan and saw that his eyes were closed. For a moment, I wondered, why? Then it hit me. Dan was home. And in that moment, he was going home again. To be able to close your eyes and hear all those young voices and feel the echo of our youth, as well as the blessing of seeing another generation join in the chorus, was his way of both going home and being home at the same time. I too had the privilege of going home this summer, getting to see my son have the same experiences at the same camp that taught me to be who I am today. For it is by our values that we define home. Now I was the parent who gave these gifts to his child. Last year we had another eye-closer who sought to go home in the same way. During our High Society Shabbat, celebrating our congregants with the most years of Beth David membership, Andy Rogoff shared the following with the entire congregation. He said, Every synagogue links Jews to the history of our people, and Beth David accomplishes this through adult education, study, and prayer. This temple also provides me a link to my personal past. When I sit in the pews, the words and music often transport me to the synagogue of my childhood and the memory of sitting to my father participating in much the same services. Rabbi Egolf, when you see my eyes closed, it is for that reason. It is because the familiar words and music are connecting me with my father. I kid you not, only in the pews of Beth David can I still smell my father's Old Spice aftershave. And I have to confess to you, I too closed my eyes. When I arrived at Jacob's, more than once during song sessions with my eyes closed, I could feel the power and energy of generations flowing through time and space. Here, too, I closed my eyes during Shakrit with our kids at Beth David on Sunday mornings, and I feel a connection to both past and future in those music-filled moments. As I was preparing for High Holidays, I found a wonderful example watching TV one night with my family. We were watching a documentary called Ocean's Blue, and in this episode, oceanographer Philippe Cousteau, the grandson of Jacques Cousteau, was exploring the Red Sea. This was a place where his grandfather's greatest, one of his grandfather's greatest underwater experiments had occurred in the 1960s. Jacques' son, Philippe, Jacques' son, Philippe's father, had died in a plane crash before Philippe Jr. was born. And now Philippe Jr. had gone back to see one of their first experiments in humans living in an alien environment. It was an underwater laboratory where a group of volunteers had lived for a month to study the effects of living under the sea. Now Philippe, the son, 
the orphan was walking in the footsteps. Well, really, he was in scuba gear, but you get the idea. He was following in the path where his father and grandfather had gone together. Philippe, the grandson, read the letter that his grandfather, Jacques, Jacques, had penned to his dead son as a tribute. Jacques Cousteau wrote, When we started for an unforgettable stroll with slow strokes of our long stretched legs and breathing deep lungfuls of air, I kept your hand in mind to guide you from Starfish House, where six, o- six oceanauts were having dinner, to the onion-shaped diving saucer garage, to the tool house, the fish farm, the deep cabin, where we observed the two black-masked ocean, oceanauts going to bed, and to the anti-shark cages strewn here and there as emergency shelters. I introduced you to Jules, the great barracuda who had adopted us. I showed you the cave where the large bumpfish went to sleep at night. And of course, we met the inevitable sharks who kept cruising around the village. Twilight was turning to sheer darkness. Our structures became eerie shadows and fish were just moving pieces of the sea. I was still holding your hand when we turned to the ladder. I felt strangely proud, not of what we had achieved, but because our dreams were always so were always shared so intimately. That last line echoed in my ears because it spoke so strongly to the idea of home and family Cousteau shared with his dead son. Jacques Cousteau was proud not of the achievements, which were incredible, but because he and his son had shared dreams, shared values, a shared passion for this work. And now the grandson of Jacques, the son of a father he never met, could be connected by these sacred values because of the shared work and passion. For by their values, they shared three generations could share a sense of what it meant to have home. At this time of the year, we are told that there's a huge book opened, and at the end of these holidays, we will wish each other Khatimatova, that we should have a positive mark in the book of life. We will hear for the next ten days about judgment, life, death. This year, I need for you to make an additional list in your personal ledger. I want you to create your list of values. Reflect on what moments, memories, and people taught you and shaped what you hold dear. Who taught you compassion, responsibility? Who taught you how to act in this world? And did they do so by actions or words, or was it a combination? As a synagogue, how do we build this house and on which values? In her comments at the High Society Service, Jenny Kendall wrote the following about her experience in Beth David. The Reform Movement's emphasis on the prophetic message of social justice became and remained paramount in our lives. In March 1965, the emotional photo of Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel walking arm in arm with the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. on the famous Selma Civil Rights March was inspirational to the whole country. Personally, we took Heschel's conviction of praying with one's feet into our core. Another way to frame the question I want you to consider during this time of the year is, how are you praying with your feet? Our actions are often as important, if not more important, than the rote prayers of yesteryears. 
our actions probably show the world more about the values we hold dear than spoken prayers of our lives. Or to put it in the vernacular, how we walk the walk is much more important than how we talk the talk. For it is by our values that we define the sacred within our homes. This is important and vital because a new home and phase of Beth David's life rises just across the parking lot as we sit here tonight. You've seen the work on our new expansion of our building. We need to reflect as these walls rise. What values did we learn in the other structures we called my synagogue that made them home? Which values did we seek and want to bring and share with others within these walls? And when we seek to share them, can our intent always emerge from our love of Judaism and of humanity, and in particular, other humans? What values have we learned here together as a community, and how will we pass those down to future generations of Beth David? These buildings don't become our home until the community inside defines the values we choose to live within its walls. For it is by our values that we will define home. This year, I want you to take the responsibility to hold yourself accountable to your values in two ways. The first is to consider how you have or will transmit values to future generations. The second is how do we share our deeply held values as an act of love and not defeat ourselves by having them misinterpreted in the way that we express that love. This second one is not easy. And if you find yourself wanting to explore this with someone, as your rabbi, this is a conversation I would love to have with you. If this is to be a home, one filled with values and transformational experiences, we need to bring your values to our spiritual home. For the values that we hold today were handed to us as a precious inheritance by those who loved us. In our families and our synagogue, we want to hand something equally precious and valuable to our homes of today and of tomorrow. L'shanatova umetuka. May you have a sweet new year.